and welcome to another episode of Accessibility. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games, and more people to see themselves in the games they play? I'm your host, Laura. I'm a white woman with bright blue hair, shaved on one side, wearing a plain black dress. If watching TV here in the UK, particularly late at night or early in the morning, you might notice in the corner of the screen a picture-in-picture picture British Sign Language interpreter. Publicly funded broadcast TV here in the UK is required by certain regulations to have a certain number of hours of sign language interpreted content per day. The thing is, outside of those regulated minimum number of hours, it's very rare to see sign language interpreters on TV. If you're not watching late at night or early in the morning, you probably won't see a sign language interpreter on British TV. Disappointingly, that's still miles ahead of other industries in terms of actually having some kind of requirement to provide some sign language supported content. If you go and see a film at the cinema at a deaf or hard of hearing supported screening, you will probably get subtitles and closed captions, but not a sign language interpreter. Streaming TV platforms online will generally have the same, they'll have subtitles and closed captions, but not a sign language interpreter. Video games are falling even further behind. We can't even get basic subtitles done correctly. We've still got game developers that are doing font sizes that are too small, too much text in a box, a lack of a proper background to make them legible. We're not doing subtitles correctly, we've barely started trying to make closed captioning more of a standard. We are a long way behind a TV channel having a mandatory minimum number of hours of BSL support per day. This is why it came as a pretty big surprise when last week it was announced that Forza Horizon 5 would be getting multiple languages of sign language interpreter support as picture-in-picture in-game. This isn't the first time we've had any kind of sign language in a video game. Notably, we've had things like the indie game Moss, where your little mouse protagonist spoke in American Sign Language. But this is the first time a game has had multiple sign languages available, not as a part of the game world, but as picture-in-picture support for deaf and hard-of-hearing players. It's certainly the first time that we've seen something like this in a big AAA release, and that's really exciting. So today, on Access Ability, we're going to be talking about the addition of sign language interpreter support to Forza Horizon 5, alongside the game's other accessibility support settings. We're going to talk about some of the ways that sign language interpreters may be easier to keep up with and provide more information to deaf and hard of hearing players. We're going to talk about some of the hurdles that need to be overcome by the video game industry to have proper sign language interpreter support in games. And we're going to talk about some of the problems with the implementation of this. Most notably, we're going to talk about the problem with having this be a nebulously post-launch update. Let's start off by talking a little bit about sign languages for the uninitiated. Sign languages are not a monolith, and vary country by country. Just because two countries feature similar spoken and written languages doesn't mean that their sign languages are the same or similar. A great example of this is that American and British spoken English are nearly identical, but American sign language has more in common with French sign language than British sign language including totally different alphabets. They feature regional dialects and slang that varies region by region, the same way that spoken and written languages do. While most deaf or hard of hearing sign language users 
can read and write the primary written language in their country. For most, it's essentially a second language. This is because most sign languages differ in sentence structure, grammar rules, and use of terms to their counterpart written languages. Subtitles are functional, but can in some cases take a little longer to read and process than sign language would, which can be a problem when subtitles have to follow the pace of a story being told. Additionally, sign language conveys a lot of tone, emotion, and pacing that are not conveyed in subtitles alone. Subtitles and closed captions will tell you the words being spoken, or the sounds made, but often not the nuances of those. The reason why sign language interpreters are so valuable is they are, in many cases, not only easier to follow for deaf or hard of hearing users, but also convey more information than subtitles alone. So why do video games not incorporate sign language interpreters more frequently? Well, firstly, as we addressed above, there are a lot of different sign languages, basically as many as there are spoken and written languages. As a result, adding sign language interpreters to your game basically doubles the number of localizations needed for each country you release your game in. Ideally, this should be something that we factor into AAA game development costs, but it's a daunting proposition for many developers, and until we have an example of our industry doing so successfully, and being praised for it, it's likely to be a hard sell for the people signing off on spending the money. Additionally, video games have the additional issue of lacking fixed camera angles or fixed dialogue interactions. In most video games, you can skip through lines of dialogue, walk away from someone mid-sentence, walk in on someone having a background conversation, or make choices that will branch dialogue. Where TV sign language interpreters can work to a set script, video game developers have yet to answer questions about how they will handle these unique aspects of video games. The answer might be to have hard cuts if a player skips a line of dialogue, or to only subtitle cutscenes, or to have a priority system for which conversations get an interpreter versus subtitles in an open world setting. These are questions that game developers are going to need to work out through experimentation. So, with all of that groundwork out of the way, let's talk about Forza Horizon 5. Last Friday, the game's developers, Playground Games, announced that the game was going to feature support for in-game sign language interpreters. Coming as part of a post-launch update, the game will support showing a picture-in-picture -picture sign language interpreter on screen during cutscenes, with American Sign Language and British Sign Language supported. While it's fantastic to see a game developer finally take the step to add sign language support to a AAA video game, their implementation comes with issues. As we mentioned before, sign languages are as varied as spoken languages, and while this is a wonderful step forward, it's a real shame that the game won't support nearly as many languages for sign language users as it does for hearing users. In a perfect world, you should be supporting this feature for the primary sign language in each country you have a spoken and written localization for. Additionally, sign language support will only exist during cutscenes. This means that during gameplay segments, players will still have to rely on reading written subtitles. Again, I'm glad the support is coming, but we would hope to see games do better than this in the future. Lastly, sign language interpreter support is not available in Forza Horizon 5 on launch day. I'm recording this video on Monday the 8th of November, 
Maybe the support's in there by when you're watching this, it's going up on Friday of that week, but we don't know for certain. This may seem minor, but every other one of the game's supported languages and accessibility settings is coming in the game at launch, with no firm date for sign language interpreters given beyond coming soon. That could be this week, that could be by the time this video's up, it might not, we don't know. This makes the addition of sign languages feel like an optional afterthought, rather than something the developers considered as integral as other accessibility and localization additions. This was also made worse by the fact that sign language support was given a big press push by the developers on Friday the 5th of November. When the game was only available as an expensive early access release, several days before the game's Game Pass release, or before you could purchase just the base version of the game. This caused multiple deaf and hard of hearing players I know to purchase the game rather than waiting for the Game Pass release, excited about this accessibility feature they'd seen advertised, not realising it wasn't yet available to play. While the Microsoft blog post and some of the press coverage did mention that the feature was coming soon, it was usually added as a footnote at the bottom of the piece rather than as part of the headline made very clear up front. While this is not entirely the fault of the developers, the information that this wasn't a launch day setting was out there and available, it not being front and centre, I can anecdotally say caused a few purchases from players excited to try out some uncommon for gaming accessibility support. Quickly moving on from the game's upcoming sign language support, I did want to quickly rattle off some of Forza Horizon 5's other accessibility settings that are available on day one. Forza Horizon 5 features a multitude of difficulty-tweaking accessibility settings, ranging from being able to alter the skill of AI enemy drivers, to the quality of your own car's handling, to the ability to rewind gameplay and retry segments of a race without penalty. In the game's new tourist difficulty, you will be started at the front of a pack, if you fall way behind the pack of cars, enemy cars will slow down dramatically until you're able to catch up, regaining speed once you're in a competitive distance of them. Additionally, the pack won't stay too tight, giving you room to work your way through. The game also features sliders for colourblindness filters, and a high contrast UI option, but it's not possible to preview the strength of the colourblindness filter that you've applied from within the starting accessibility menu. Colourblindness filters can be applied to the game itself, or to the UI, separately or as a pair, High contrast mode is supported for UI, but not for in-game visuals. Subtitle text size and background opacity are customizable, but again without previews of the changes within the menu. Text size in menus can be increased, and this can be previewed inside of the menu itself. Moving video backgrounds can be swapped out for static images. When playing offline, you can reduce the speed at which in-game cars move to make it easier to maneuver. This is controlled with a slider, and can be reduced down to 40% of the default game speed. The music and voice lines will still play as normal, car movement in cutscenes will be unaffected, but as soon as you have control of the car, it will move more slowly, as will enemy cars. You can also increase how long notifications appear on screen. The game's HUD is highly customizable, allowing for choices between visual style and clearer information display, and inputs can be remapped, including things like customising dead zones. And lastly, the game features a variety of highly detailed options for altering the balance of game audio. Overall, I'm really happy with the level of accessibility support in Forza Horizon 5, and the fact they're adding multiple languages of picture-in-picture -picture sign language interpreter is wonderful. 
But the fact that that's an exciting step forward for our industry doesn't mean I can't be critical of the execution. If you're a game developer who is looking at the idea of adding sign language interpreters to your next game, you should really make it as much of a priority as you make any other language localization or any other accessibility setting. If you're going to have your accessibility settings and your localizations done on day one, that should include any sign languages you're going to include. Beyond that, you need to make sure that you don't just think about sign language as American and British sign language. Sign language is not a monolith, there are so many different languages of sign language, and there are deaf and hard of hearing players in every country that you have localised audio and written dialogue for. Don't just look at America and the UK, focus on having sign language for every country that you're supporting written and verbal language for as well if you can. And finally, try and find ways to not just have this be in cutscenes. And I know that that's going to be a challenge, and I know that some developers are going to try it and it's not going to work or it's going to work poorly, but we need to try tackling that challenge because our industry is never going to find answers to how to do that unless we try. But still, this is a really exciting step forward for our industry. Sign language interpreters can give additional context, additional tone, pacing, meaning, and ease of understanding to deaf and hard of hearing users, and the idea that one day that could be a standard in our industry is wonderful. I think we're a long way off, we're still struggling with subtitles and closed captions for video games, but the idea that one day we might see sign language interpreters be a common aspect of AAA video games is a really exciting thought.